Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. communion the holy communion the meal that the heals the meal that cures the meal that delivers it's my belief in scripture that the lord's supper the holy communion is the partaking of the holy body and the blood of the lord jesus it's partaking of the literal Literal body and the blood of Jesus. This is a supernatural, mystical, and unique divine act that remains in many ways mysterious to the finite mind. However, Jesus in the Holy Communion is always obviously front and center in this most holy event. Jesus of Nazareth instituted the Lord's Supper in the last days of his life on earth. In Matthew chapter 26... We read of this special supper, this special meal, the meal that heals. And I would like to take just a quick glance at a few of the passages from this portion of Scripture. It says in verse 26, and if you have your Bibles with you, just as I have my Scriptures in my hand, you'll note that in verse 26 they were eating, and Jesus took some bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take eat, this is my body underscore the word is verse 27 then he took the cup gave thanks offered it to them and saying drink from it all of you for this in verse 28 this is underscore the word is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins now i'd like to take just a moment to and for us to capture just from these few passages, a few truths. Number one, note in verse 26 and 27, prior to giving the bread and the cup to his disciples to consume, Jesus gave thanks, it says. Quote, gave thanks, unquote. This was a prayer of thanksgiving, a holy prayer that set apart the very elements that was to be given. We too need to offer a prayer of thanksgiving to consecrate, to set apart the bread, the body, the cup, the blood. For after Jesus gave thanks, something beautiful occurred. Transubstantiation takes place. 
Second point, real quick. Jesus offered to his disciples the opportunity to partake of his very life, as seen in verse 26, where it's recorded that he gave it to his disciples, saying, take it, this is my body. The bread became his very body. He invited his disciples, his followers, to take and then to eat, for it was his body. Third point. Jesus offered his body, and then he offered his blood. We see this in verse 22. Quote, offered it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is, underscore the word is, my blood. End quote. Jesus, again, invited his disciples to participate in the drinking of his blood. Point number four, notice that Jesus didn't say these things were just merely symbolic events. He truly invited his disciples to partake of his body and his blood. He offered his very life, his body to eat, and his blood to drink. The disciples obviously participated in the Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, whatever term you're comfortable with. But we see in 1 Corinthians 10... The Apostle Paul clearly teaches that the Lord's Supper, the Holy Communion, the Holy Eucharist, is the very participation in the body and the blood of our virgin-born Savior. It's actually participating. You're becoming, there's an element of oneness that takes place. And we see this very clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse 14. He writes, the Apostle Paul, therefore, my, bro- my dear friends, flee from idolatry. Verse 15, I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. Verse 16, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation, a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Verse 17, because there's one loaf, we who are many are of one body, for, your, for we all partake of the one loaf. What a beautiful act of worship, my friends, for believers universally to enter into a deeper spiritual level with the Lord Jesus Christ, to literally and spiritually partake of the sacred body and the blood. Can you go wrong by partaking of his blood and his body? Of course not. You'll only enter into a richer faith, a richer walk with our living Savior. I'm here to tell you on the basis of God's holy word and from my own experience There is limitless divine holy power in his blood and his body, and we are privileged to consume all of the Lord, soul, body, blood, and divinity. That's an astonishing – let me repeat myself. There is limitless divine holy power in his blood and his body, for we are privileged to consume all of the Lord, soul, body, blood, and divinity. Now you know why I'm a big believer and participating in Holy Communion have been for many, many decades. Jesus is God in the flesh, and we can enter a deeper relationship with him while partaking of his life. So I want to take a few moments to talk about the communion, the Eucharist, in light of Holy Scripture. Because I recognize, I realize, I hold a view that most, many Christians have issues with. But I believe in a supernatural Jesus. I believe in a miracle-working God. I believe Jesus is able in 2020 to change, to transform elements, bread to be his body, 
juice slash wine to be his very blood. No problem for Jesus Christ to do this. Zero problem. And that's why tonight I'm taking a few moments to be with you to discuss this Holy Communion, this meal that heals the partaking of his body and his blood, the body and the blood of Jesus on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friend. Preaching the gospel in Iran results in a death sentence. The Voice of the Martyrs contacts reported that the Assize Court of the province of Gilan, Iran, officially charged Pastor Youssef Nardarkhani with apostasy. The court said the pastor is an apostate because he believes in Jesus and has shared his faith with others. The court files say Pastor Yusuf has denied the prophethood of the great prophet of Islam and the rule of the sacred religion of Islam. He's proven his apostasy by organizing evangelistic meetings and inviting others to Christianity, establishing a house church, baptizing people, along with expressing his faith to others and denying Islamic values. Let the Voice of the Martyrs bring you testimonies of today's heroes of the faith. Subscribe to VOM's free monthly newsletter at 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Call 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. Welcome back to Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. Thank you for taking a few moments to be with us. I'm uh, privileged and honored to be behind this microphone, and uh, as I travel the world, I'm especially in the current uh, coronavirus crisis commotion that the world is experiencing. I'm determined to be behind this be behind this microphone every single day, as God gives me strength and grace and opportunity. And again, it's a privilege and honor to be with you. Obviously, uh, the world is being shaken. Dramatic events are taking place on a multi-dimensional – you just have to look at it multi-dimensionally. And multiple, multiple, at multiple levels, he's shaking things. The nations of the world are being terrorized. People are experiencing incredible fear. Demons are running rampant. Individuals are just being terribly, terribly vexed by spiritual attacks. But I'm here to tell you during this Passover, as we celebrate the meal that heals, as we celebrate the risen Jesus Christ, for he is risen, something has happened in the spiritual realm. There has been a break. I reported on this on the last podcast, and I've been sensing it for some time. There's been some tremendous, intense warfare, but there has been a break. Even after partaking of Holy Communion this morning, I sense a break. There is a spiritual break. For the good, for the good of humanity, for the cause of Jesus Christ. And I'm excited in the days to come more. God's going to unveil and, and reveal more in the coming days. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the Lord's going to show, show his people. But the fact is there has been a break. We need to continue to do warfare. We need to continue to seek the living God. We need to pray and fast. I'm in the midst of some fasting more 
quite an effort to to uh, pray. And I would encourage you to do so and partake of the Holy Communion, partaking of the body and the blood of Jesus. Now, if you have an opportunity, I would highly recommend you visit our websites, for God has really bestowed upon this global mission an extraordinary ability to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms, where thousands are encountering the risen Savior and experiencing numerous heavenly wonders. We have perhaps created the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those being caught up into the third heaven and experiencing the joys, the wonders, and the glories of God's heaven. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us. Taste of his powers at jbartlandmissions.com. Heavenly experiences are for real. Watch and see at jbartlandmissions.com. Are you needing spiritual intervention, immediate assistance in removing demons and healing for your broken heart? We're available to travel to your location and meet you to pray and minister to you and your family. Now, we only have a limited amount of sessions, but I would encourage you to please contact us today to schedule your personal, confidential, and loving ministry session with us today, 877-483-5519. That's 877-483-5519. Or simply email me at j at jbartlandmissions.com. That's jay at jbartlandmissions.com. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. Taking of the blood and the body of Jesus. Is this supported in Scripture? Well, God Almighty desires for his people to grasp the deeper truths of his word. So many are in the dark about the deeper life. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, for example, the ministry of holy angels, the victorious identification found in Jesus, the miraculous gifts available to the believer, and the believer's opportunity to enter into the deeper walk with Jesus Christ by partaking of his life, literally and spiritually. God is a God of divine order, and he has in, he has, he's made sure of it, that his word was laid forth in a manner so that our hearts would be prepared to receive his very truth. He prepares us early on in the Gospel of John and John 5 by revealing the power he has to transform substances like liquid into healing properties. We see this in John chapter 5. Verse 1, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, a pool. Verse 3, and these lay a great multitude of sick people around the pool, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4, for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water, that whosoever should step in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. The moving of the water brought healing. Where did it come from? God Almighty. 
with the usage of one of his angels. In John 6, we see God incarnate had power over substances like food. He multiplied a few loaves of bread to feed 5,000. Jesus was able to transform and multiply food. He could transform, my friends, substances. Don't forget that truth. He can transform substances. Now, in John 6, 18 through 20, the Lord Jesus displayed his power by walking on water. So he has authority over all substances and matter, for he was walking over the water and ensure the water was able to hold his weight. So he had control over the water, the substances. Colossians 1 speaks of this truth. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible, invisible, where the thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. The blessed Holy Trinity has prepared his people with orderly display of truths to prepare them for the deeper life that they could participate with him if they would just only believe. As with salvation, healing, obtaining divine promises and deliverance, one must believe, right? One must believe. One must believe. Him. For without faith, it is impossible to please God, the Bible says. So God revealed in, in prior chapters his power in the Bible to transform, to multiply, and to utilize various elements. God desired to reveal to his beloved, his glorious power so, they, so, so he could take them down further to maturity. And that's what he's doing to you who are listening. He's trying to open your eyes. He's trying to get you to understand the deeper things of the Scripture, the deeper things of the kingdom of heaven, such as the miracle working power of transubstantiation. Spiritual maturity is deepened at the cross and the resurrection, which we are, which we are honored to partake in, in his communion, his holy meal, his Eucharist, a Thanksgiving meal. Now, further down in the sixth chapter of the Gospel of St. John, Jesus teaches and calls for a deeper life. For he says in verse 48, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of, of it and not die. Verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give them is my flesh. I, I don't know how much more clear it could be. The bread that which I give them, this is John six fifty one, is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. I mean, did not Jesus speak so clearly? And yet there are those who refuse to believe in his miracle work and power. After his teaching on this very subject, it is recorded that many of his disciples actually deserted him. Look at verse 60. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who accept it? There's many of you listening to this podcast. This is a hard teaching. Who? It'd be very difficult for you to accept it. Only those who grasp the miracle work and power of Jesus Christ can accept it. For we, for we saw that Jesus had power over substances, and as such, he is present in a, in a, a very unique, special manner in the Holy Communion. 
to change, to transubstantiate, to change, to transform the body and the cup to be his very body and his blood. I get the fact that many in Christendom reject the real presence of the Lord Jesus in Holy Communion, thereby missing an abundance of promises and provisions that are available for the believer that partakes of the elements physically and spiritually. You know, many believers do partake of Holy Communion as a means of to symbolize the work of Christ, but it's much more than a mere memorial, and that's what I'm trying to get at in this podcast. I want you to experience the life-transformative power of Jesus Christ. For if you partake and you believe that cup, that bread, to be the blood and the body of Jesus, would that would that change you in some way? Of course it would. Because you're not just merely honoring him. Of course we honor him. But we do much more that we actually partake of him. And that's the exciting news I bring to you today. We get actually to partake of him in, in his holy, most holy event. We get to partake of his God's son, his body, and his blood. We are instructed by God himself to partake. Think about that. God himself has instructed us to partake of his son's body and blood for for life, divine life. But we see in John 6, going back to John 6, that on the onset of his teaching, that Jesus faced resistance. It says in verse 52 that Jesus began to argue. The Jews began to argue sharply among themselves after the teaching of Jesus. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They, they wondered. Verse 53, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food. My blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate man and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Now, I want you to note what happened in in verse 55. Jesus says, my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Now, his real food is found under the appearance of the bread and of the juice or wine. Yet, upon the prayer of holy consecration, the bread, the juice, becomes the holy blood and the body of Jesus Christ. It's interesting to note that in 1 Corinthians 11, the Apostle Paul instructed the church on this very subject. He says, for I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke and said, this is my body, which is for you, broken for you. Do this and remember to me. In verse 25, in the same manner after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread 
and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. That's why many among you are weak and sick, and some of you have fallen asleep. I'm here to tell you, my friends, the mystical body of Christ, the universal body of Christ, has been instructed by God himself to participate in Holy Communion. But there are some clear warnings that need to be adhered to. Let me just share a few. Because there's requirements to be met. We need to examine our lives. I just read to you where Paul told the church of Corinth to examine prior to partaking of the sacred elements. Seek the Holy One of Israel, the Lord God. Forsake sin. Repent of sin. Renouncing Satan and his, de- and his devices and committing to Jesus as Lord over all. Number two, we need to recognize the body of the Lord, lest divine judgment falls. We need to recognize the body of Christ for what it truly is. Holy, pure, righteous, without sin. From the virgin-born Mary conceived by the Holy Spirit in oneness with the Father and in the Spirit. One God revealing himself in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, I would encourage those who are listening to delve deeper into the life of the Holy Communion. Consider the divine truths that, that I've been revealing in these podcasts. I believe it's the utmost importance as God desires for his children to enter deeply into a personal relationship with him via the Holy Communion. There's transforming power, love, healing, deliverance, joy, peace, his holy presence found in the blood and the body of Jesus. For Jesus is those things. He's, is he not? Is he not love? He is power. He is love. He is joy. He is healing. He's deliverance. He is the divine presence that all humans my friends, so desperately desire in their innermost being. Come and enjoy the deeper life of the Holy Communion. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Now, I want to talk just a few moments about Eucharistic miracles. I have seen thousands. And don't get me hung up with it. I mentioned this in the first podcast of the series of the, on the Holy Communion. Don't get hung up with the word Eucharist. I'm not a Catholic, never have been a Catholic, have grave concerns with the Catholic Church on many issues. I think they get it right on the Holy Communion, uh, transubstantiation, but it's just it's derived from a Greek word meaning Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving meal when they speak about the Eucharist. So don't get hung up with the word Eucharist. But in many ways, it, it, it's a proper term because it is a meal of thanksgiving. We're thanking God for sending his son, Jesus Christ, on our behalf. You know, I've seen multiple thousands. I've lost track. Many, many thousands of Eucharistic miracles on six continents of the world. And I marvel. I'm stunned. I'm in awe of the Eucharistic miracles I've been able to observe and witness and partake of. You know, Jesus revealed his miracle work and power by ensuring the bread and the cup were his very body and blood. Is that not a miracle in itself? And he and did not Jesus tell us in John chapter 14 that we would do the very things that he did? Think about that for a moment. Did did Jesus Ensure the bread and the cup were his very body and his blood. 
while in Holy Communion, because we're still mandated to partake of the Holy Communion, honoring of his body and his blood. It's part of the divine life of the church, universal church. And as a minister of the gospel, as a pastor, it's my responsibility to lead people, the people of God, into Holy Communion. Well, we get to have the awesome opportunity to to be a partake, partaking of this incredible miracle where transubstantiation takes place. Where we can ensure the bread and the cup becomes his very body and his blood. Now, scriptural evidence is bountiful. Matthew 26, 26, this is my body. Matthew 26, 27, this is my blood. Mark chapter 14, 22, this is my body. Mark chapter 14, verse 24, this is my blood. Luke 22, 19, this is my body. Luke 22, 20, this is the new covenant in my blood. I mean, throughout their church history, Eucharistic Holy Communion miracles occurred in our world. This was revealed so that we would believe in light of Scripture, signs and wonders confirm what? The preaching of the good news of Jesus Christ. And I've witnessed numerous Holy Communion miracles through the years. People have gotten healed, miraculously delivered, restored, protected. God, in his marvelous mercy and goodness, has allowed me to experience the drinking of his literal blood in his body during that holy moment in Holy Communion. It was strengthening to the spirit, good to the soul, and power to the body. The life of Jesus is real and available to those that believe. Those that believe. Do you believe? Do you believe, my friends? You have to believe in the miracle working power of Jesus Christ. For the blood can give you power. Strength, And that's why early on in church history, not only did Jesus partake of the Holy, instituted the Holy Communion, Lord's Supper, and they participated in this great meal that heals, but the early church practiced it. The Lord's disciples and the Holy Apostles continued on with the Holy Communion long after Jesus ascended to the Father. At one point, it was recorded in Acts 20 that Paul spoke all night, but he made sure to receive the Holy Communion. In verse 7, on the very first day of the week when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on uh, on tomorrow, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. Now, verse 11, and when Paul had gone up and had broken bread, and eaten. He conveyed, he conversed with them for a long while until break, daybreak, and so departed. Not only did the Apostle Paul carry on this most holy event, breaking the bread, partaking of Holy Communion, the bread of the Lord, but the other holy men in the church, long after he went to be with the Lord, and we see this, St. Basil the Great, one of the church fathers, St. Gregory, this is in the 4th century, they recorded the usage of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And we see this throughout church history. Even in modern church history, we see the usage of the Holy Communion. And I'm here to tell you, the Holy Communion can help you to build up your immune system. 
that can help you to strengthen your your soulish nature. There's many, many benefits. It provides protection, provides opportunities to forsake sin, to get rid of propensities towards sins and evils and, and bondages of all sorts. So I would encourage you to consider the truths that I've been sharing. I would encourage you to re-listen to these podcasts and consider what I'm sharing. There's a lot of information I'm giving, a lot of scripture I'm handing out to you. I'm hoping that you will take this seriously. You know, I've been conducting deliverance ministry, dealing with demons for nearly 35 years throughout the world, and I've dealt with millions of of evil spirits and many, many tens of thousands of people. I've seen them defeated by the power of the blood, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and they have been cast out in Jesus' name. I have seen the power of the Holy Communion over the devil and exorcisms I've conducted. For remember, the Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist is Jesus Christ-centric. It's all about Jesus. It's Christ-centric. The devil abhors all that which stands for Jesus. The devil hates the Holy Communion. The enemies of the cross despise and flee the body, the blood of Jesus. So it grieves me greatly when I see believers mock the holy elements of the Holy Communion due to misinformation, disinformation, outright fabrications of this most holy event. It deeply, deeply concerns me. Unless you be taken into captive, to, you know, captivity to the lies, the misinformation, embrace Jesus in his fullest. And as you do, you'll obtain even more spiritual power over the evil ones. More of Jesus, more of his power. Now, obviously, in spiritual warfare, many believers utilize spiritual weapons to battle the forces of darkness. But what about the supreme weapon? I believe the supreme weapon is the very life of Jesus. Is the very life of Jesus. For the in the Holy Communion, Jesus, as it is not, do we not partake of his blood and his body? And we celebrate his divinity. It's a powerful weapon. And we, and we enter, we have the opportunity in Holy Communion to enter into a deeper spiritual reality and mystery that contains the very presence of Jesus Christ. I have utilized the Holy Communion, this most holy weapon, and seen it defeat the powers of evil. I've seen countless demonic spirits flee upon seeing the partaking of the body and the blood of Jesus. For the enemy does not desire to be present with the holy blood that's consumed spiritually and physically. So I, I want to talk more about the spiritual weapon in the next edition of deliverance. This is a most holy weapon. I would encourage you to begin to partake of this weapon. Use it against the powers of evil and watch the enemy flee. In Jesus' name, I bless each and every one of you, my friends, in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, and I encourage you, even now, 
to honor the blood of Jesus, the sacrificial, holy, redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. And I, in the name of Jesus, as a servant of the living God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come against the forces of darkness that's oppressing your minds and your hearts and your bodies, bringing forth sicknesses and, and various kinds of maladies and ailments. I rebuke it now in Jesus' name. Come out of them. Come out, spirits. Spirits of sickness, spirits of fear, spirits of death, spirits of coronavirus, spirits of Lucifer, spirits of Antichrist, spirits of torment, of terror. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Leave in Jesus' name. Come out quickly. Out. Those of you who are being set free, begin to give to God thanks. Now, come out. Come out quickly. Come out. Go. Go in Jesus' name. I command you to be made well in Jesus' name. Oppression, fear, go. There you go. Out, there goes. Out in Jesus' name. By the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection. By the power of the cross and by the power of the resurrection. And Holy Spirit, just fill each and every one who's listening to my voice, who's being set free. Fill them, O God. Fill them, O God, with your presence. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Why not consider giving your life to Jesus Christ? Perhaps you need to rededicate him, your life to him. Right now, say, Lord Jesus, I want my life to be different. It's a new new chapter. Things are changing in the world quickly, rapidly, swiftly. A great revival is about to break out. We're going to see more people getting saved, healed, and delivered like never before going to the third heaven. Right now, commit to serving. Go on in for Jesus Christ. Commit to serving him and to loving him and to worshiping him for the rest of your life. To say, Lord Jesus, I'm all in. <laughs> God, I'm all in for your son, Jesus Christ, for the preaching of the gospel. To change and transform lives. I repent of my sin. And confess you as Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood, your cross, and your resurrection. In Jesus' name. Now, if you pray these prayers, you've gotten some measure of freedom and healing, email me at j at jbartlettmissions.com. J-A-Y at jbartlettmissions.com. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a report, 877-483-5519. That's 877-483-5519. We'd love to hear from you. And by the way, we're, I forgot to, in the last podcast to mention that we are located in Southern California. And it's always a privilege and honor to, to get um, people still are old school and still write me letters. And I appreciate each and every one of them. J. Partner Missions at 530 South Lake Avenue, number 922 in beautiful Pasadena, California, 91101. That's 530 South Lake Avenue. Number 922 in beautiful Pasadena, California, 91101. Our website's jbartlettmissions.com, 877-483-5519, or email us at j at jbartlettmissions.com. We're here to serve you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I bless each and every one of you, my friends, my brothers, my sisters. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.